0: Let's get back to you better you bet, presented by Bet NGM on the BetQL Network. Fourth and final hour, Power Hour here on a Tuesday. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, filling in for Nick and Ken here. You better you bet, presented by Bet NGM for the final hour. Mark and I will still be on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205. You can find us on twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, or you can listen to us on the Odyssey app for free. All right, Mark, final hour of the show. Continue talking some NBA. We dived in a little bit to the MVP market, most improved. Want to get your thoughts on the Rookie of the Year because – You know, it's been a pretty good class. Obviously, Weminyama, so much hype around him. He's been excellent. He's the heavy favorite at minus 650. Chet's had a very good year for OKC. Not truly his first year, but he was hurt all of last year. So they're making him a rookie. He's plus 500. Brandon Miller is starting to play really well for the Hornets. He's 150 to 1. Then you got Jaime Jaquez, Scoot Henderson at 500 to 1 as well. It's pretty much going to be Weminyama or Chet to win Rookie of the Year. Any case to be made for Chet, or do you think that uh, they give it to Weminyama?
1: Well, I think both, right? I think there's a case to be made for Chet and, like, what he's been able to do this year. Uh, But I think they're going to give it to Weminyama, so it doesn't really matter. You can make all the case you want. Um, I don't think he's going to win the award. I think the odds tell the story here at minus 650. Um, And it's just a matter of, like, the hype. He was the guy. He was the one. Did on draft night, you know, everybody sat around and wanted to see, you know, who won the lottery. Um, there was so much intrigue him in coming in, and he's delivered. You know, he's having that outstanding season, starting to get a little more minutes. So, I think anything outside of like a major injury, which we don't want to see, um, I, I think it's going to be his award. Earlier in the season, you know, I, I had my eye on Hawkeye's Jr., I thought that that was the guy, you know, it's perceived as a two man race. I thought that was the guy that could close the gap, maybe, and might be worth a flyer, but. You know, the past month, it's just been, you know, webbing me on and on kind of like running away with this. And I just think it's going to um continue to go, you know, and you look at it and you're like, hey, is it unbettable at minus 650? Um, I, I don't know. Like, not really. Like, if you like laying that kind of number, like, I think there's probably a little bit of value here. Like, it might make some sense. Like, um it's a massive number to lay, but. Listen, NFL draft is is going to be here before we know it, and we all know, you know, that some of the best bets you can make are firing on that consensus number one pick. Like we know, you know, Caleb Williams is probably going to be the number one pick, and and so there's even though these odds are long, like there still could be value there um, because I, I really don't see a way that Chet can close the gap here again outside of major injury.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean. You know, the thing, too, about the Spurs, they're not going to win a bunch of games, but, you know, they're going to continue to play Weminyama, continue to try to develop him. And I think it's just going to be tough. I think OKC has the better shot in either the coach of the year market or with SGA winning MVP. You know, I think Chet certainly is going to get some votes, but I think at the end of the day, it probably ends up going to Weminyama. So I would agree with you there. Uh, I want to talk about some of the futures market with you, Mark, in the NBA. We've had... Kay Constable on. We had noobs on talking some NBA with mm-hmm. them. Want to get your thoughts on some of these teams. We'll start in the Eastern conference. I know you've asked this question to a bunch of the guests, but the Celtics are the clear favorites right now. Plus at plus one twenty. obviously Joe Missoula and just Boston falling up short. The last couple of years has, I'm sure a lot of people kind of doubting whether or not they want to believe wholeheartedly in Boston. But do you think this is their year to get to the NBA finals? And, uh, maybe even close the door?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to close the door, but I think they can get there. I think they can win the East. Uh, It just feels like everything is setting up for that. And there was nobody that was more critical uh, of the Celtics than me in the offseason when they decided that they were going to continue to do the Tatum, Jalen Brown thing, bring back Missoula. I wasn't even that impressed with, you know, the Kristoff trade. Like, I I was like, hey, you know what? I still kind of liked Milwaukee. But seeing the way the season has gone for Milwaukee and, and the defense, um, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to do it unless there's some major changes. And Doc Rivers doesn't uh, inspire a ton of confidence. you know. And as much as I like the Knicks and Cleveland and what they've done this year, I don't think they're going to win the East. Like, I, I just think it's too much too soon um, for both of those teams. Good step in the right direction. But I just think from a roster perspective, there's just such a big gap between Boston and everybody else that it. it I don't, I don't like betting Boston. Like I'm from Philadelphia. Like that's the last thing I want to see. Right. But I think you're going to see it. Like, I think they come out of the East, um, but I'll probably have some money on the team coming out of the West when we get there.
0: Yeah, I think I will, too. I think I will, too. I really like the Nuggets and the Clippers this year. I mean, we'll see about about maybe one of those young teams with OKC in Minnesota. It still feels like they're both like a year or two away. Phoenix, I I can't trust. I get on paper. They have three incredible scores, Beal, Durant, Booker, but I don't trust all three of them to stay healthy for a playoff run. And I also and i also just don't trust them to play good enough defense to contend with the other teams. Right. i said i wouldn't trust yeah. the clippers, but i'm i'm kind of with you, mark. like i think this might be la's year. it just there's it, something feels different about them. you know, the harden trade, it looks like it really worked out. obviously, harden <laughs> and paul george have had their playoff runs in the past where things haven't gone well, but they are they are a good team. Um, in the East, though, for me, and then we'll get your thoughts on the West, the Celtics on paper, like, they are the best team. They are the best team. They should mm-hmm. make it, even with the question marks about Missoula. Um, I mean, they got everything you want. They, they have half-court scoring. They can defend. They have depth. They have size. They have big man that can shoot. And, you know, even the pieces that they brought in, Porzingis and Holiday, have really transitioned in nicely. It's been It's been a nice adjustment for them with Tatum and Brown and Horford and all those guys. So I like Boston and it's not so much that I like love, love Boston. It's like find me the other team in the East that can beat them in a best of seven. You know what I mean? Like I can't get there with Milwaukee. I, I just, I don't think the Knicks have enough. I think they're missing one more player. I thought noops brought up a great point about Cleveland where like, that's a great regular season team, but that's not a team really built necessarily for the playoffs And then Philadelphia, if MB was healthy, maybe that would be an interesting story. But to me, it's not so much that I like Boston. It's just that I just don't really know if there's another team in the East that I fully believe in. So I'm with you. I think the winner is coming out of the West.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Like it's almost like Boston's going to win by default, and they're good enough on paper to where they can do that. And I actually think like the Holiday move, like the acquisition of Holiday, is probably going to be more important as we get into post and than than the one of Porzingis. Like you know, as good as Porzingis has been, um, I really think that that's going to be you know when we're when we're in the playoffs and we're talking about Boston and, and as they, you know, run through the East, I think people are going to be talking about, you know, how drew holiday and how he's kind of fit in there and help them out defensively. But I, I agree with you there. Like, I just think that it's, it, it it's too big of a gap. I feel like for the Knicks and for Cleveland to kind of overcome and, and beat Boston and, and Philadelphia with the injuries. I mean, they don't have a great, uh, you know, postseason you know, history anyway, but it just feels like it's, you know, Boston's just kind of too good because I don't think they're going to have the competition to where a team can kind of upset them when we get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Uh, Denver, would you have liked to see them make like kind of a big move at the deadline? Obviously, they lost Bruce Brown, you know, to Indiana in the offseason. He was a nice piece for them. They still obviously have their core guys. They have Murray and Jokic there, but the Nuggets obviously feel comfortable and kind of their core guys going back to back, winning another championship. It's going to be a lot tougher this time around when you're trying to go back to back. Do you think Denver needed to make like a-, a move, a bigger move at the trade deadline? Or do you think they're good as is, as currently assembled to uh, to win it all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're good enough as is. Obviously, if they they made a move, you know, you'd be more comfortable with them. But um, as much as we like the Clippers, like, it's still, you know, can they stay healthy, right? You know, everybody's kind of like, yeah, sure, if they continue to stay healthy, they'll come out of the West. Will they continue to stay healthy? You don't know. You don't have as many concerns with that as you do with Denver just because of history. Um, The most interesting part about what you said, PJ, and it was my favorite, I chuckled over here, was, you know, I never thought if you would have talked to me this time last year that we would be saying, you know, I just really don't trust Kevin Durant's team. And the James Harden trade really worked out, right? <laughs> so they're like yep. two things that where the Clippers go out and get Harden and it's actually working and we can't trust Kevin Durant in the postseason. And, and I just never thought that we would be here. You know, Harden deal in itself, when he went to the Clippers, I'm like, okay, you know, he likes the weather out there. That's going to be fine. Like they're not going to stay healthy. They're not going to win anything. And then here we are. They look like the best team in the NBA. You know, Tyronn Lue has been incredible. Um, I think he's, you know, live for coach of the year, uh, you know, with the job that he's done, especially if they continue to be dominant. And the Suns. They got the star power, but they don't have anything that held them back last year. You know, when you look at last year, it was depth and it was defense, and they don't have either of them again this year. So I don't know how you consider them to be as as strong as a contender as a team like Denver or the Clippers. But that's the craziest part about this is how well Harden has fit in and the fact that Durant is in a situation that we still don't think is good enough to win a championship.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, especially with the way that the Clippers played at first when Harden got traded over there. You remember, we, I mean, they had, you had post game analysts on the Mavericks just absolutely going in on James Harden and how it was never going to work. And he shut him up and a lot of other people up as well with how they've been playing. And you're right, Durant and the Suns, it's just. You're just waiting for something to happen with kind of both teams, but especially with Phoenix, and I just don't think they're good enough defensively. If you look at the landscape of the NBA, Mark, right now, if you had to have your pick of who this year's Miami Heat team is, is gonna be the NBA generally is like very chalky, right? It's usually because it's a best of seven, so usually the best teams kind of wear you out and end up winning the series. But Miami is an eight seed, ending up shocking everybody last year. Do you see a team out there this year that maybe not a lot of people are talking about? Maybe they got twenty to one odds or better right now that you think could make a run in the postseason?
1: Yeah, so I think the one team that I would look at that's probably a little bit more under the radar, at least like a not a top 10 team on the odds board, would probably be the Pelicans. Like, I think the Pelicans have shown that, like, you know, on any given night, they're as talented as anybody. The problem is, is you you don't always know what you can get, right? And if they stay healthy, again, it feels like a broken record talking about these teams, like they have to stay healthy. But that's just the landscape of the NBA. Like, you know, last year in the playoffs, we, we wondered if Kawhi would ever play again. Like, couldn't, you know, knee wouldn't let him play in the postseason. So um, I think the Pelicans are just a very talented team um, that, you know, if, if they get hot at the right time, sneak into the playoffs, I think they're a team. They could give, you know, one of these top teams in the West, um, you know, a real run and they could pull some upsets, you know, if possible. Is it likely? No, we didn't think the Heat were likely last year, but I think they're a team. That is probably going to be much higher than what their market rating is, uh, you know, when we get into the playoffs.
0: Man, I've been on the Pelicans for the last like three years. Just, they're such a what, what if team, man. They're such a what if because I'm with you on Mark on paper. Like, there's but so the much to like, through. right?
1: The Clippers are coming through, right? So, who knows if the Clippers can do it? I felt the same way about the Clippers every year, betting the Clippers on the Clippers. They're going to do it. They're injured, right? And, uh, that's just how it's been. So same thing with the Pelicans. Like, are they there yet? Probably not, but could they make a big leap and shock some teams? I think so.
0: Who's the player that like makes you the most nervous when they like fall? Like they go up for a basket and they like fall. Is it Zion, (laughs) Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Embiid? Like who's the player that you're just waiting for like them to have a fall and be out like two weeks?
1: Yeah, it's definitely Embiid. I mean, it being from Philadelphia, it <laughs> certainly is. Because Embiid is athletic as he is, right? And he's, he's a unicorn. Like, when you talk about like his size and his talent, yep. right? I've never seen anybody fall more uncoordinated in my life. Like, I could be running full speed for 40 yards, and you could stick out your foot and trip me, and I would fall better than Embiid does every time he hits the court. Like it's just unbelievable how ungraceful he looks when he falls. So to me, I mean, maybe it's because he's local and I see it all the time and I hold my breath all the time every time it happens. He's injured now, so we don't have to worry about it. But it's definitely Joel Embiid, man. Every time he tumbles, it's just it's just a mess. It's a bull in the China china shop stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough not to be Embiid. Zion, too, though. It's just like, because you're right. The Pelicans, the reason that you would take a shot on the Pelicans is because of Zion. And if he's healthy, like, they are as talented as most teams in the league, but it's just he can never stay healthy for an extended, you know, stretch, and you're just waiting for him to Mm -hmm. fall awkwardly and be out like two to three weeks. And then it takes him another two and three weeks to recover, and it's just, it's a mess. So, hopefully all these teams can stay healthy because if they do, especially in the Western Conference, like things could get really, really interesting. Oh, yeah, Yeah. no question about it. So we'll see what happens. But right now, the Nuggets are uh, plus 210 to make it out of the West. Clippers plus 240. Boston is your favorite to win the NBA Finals at plus 260 and plus 120 to come out of the Eastern Conference. One of my favorite golf tournaments of the entire year. Gets going on Thursday, the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. Mark and I look at that next here on You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.